Get woman! <laughs> now watch this drive. Oh, hello there. Welcome back to another episode of The Josh Potter Show. Every Wednesday, we drop one for you, and we'd love for you to continue to subscribe, rate, review on the old iTunes there. If you're watching on YouTube, hit the little bell, subscribe, all that kind of stuff. And if you're a listener, check out the YouTube once in a while, huh? Head over there and see what this is all about. On the video, we got a whole new... Ooh. Great job, fellas. Shout out Rob and Alex. Kirsten is here with me, of course. Did you hang up stuff? I did not hang up a thing. All right. Well, you, guys, <laughs> you guys did really good, though. So good. I didn't have to give it. I didn't forget a thank you. But I would love to see all the roaches out and about. We have plenty of opportunity coming up this very weekend. Celebrating Cinco and Seis de Mayo in Chandler, Arizona at the old Mic Drop Comedy Club. Chase O'Donnell is coming. Oh my lord, it's going to be a hell of a party. Four shows happening. Tickets can be found up on my Instagram at Josh underscore Potter or on Twitter at J underscore Potter. <clears throat> also, keep in mind, uh, I'm going to be traveling on the road with one Annie Letterman who will be here next week. And I'm going to be in Raleigh with her the following weekend. So all those things, uh, just go buy tickets. I hope I see you out and about. Down the road, of course, Poughkeepsie, Sarasota, or Sarasota, Saratoga Springs, New York. These places I will be coming to. And tickets are on sale now, so purchase all of them. Show at gmail.com is where you can send things in the way Griff Parker sent in this instrumental. We've got plenty of things from Roach Reporters out there that we'll be getting to once we get to the news in a little bit. I think one did a Roach... Yeah, Luke Rutz sent in a sports story too, so we'll have plenty of Roach Reporter action. Show at gmail.com again is where you can send those things in. Now, to begin, I want to get into the sports and I will consume the remainder of the Nice Boy Clock with this little thing, because you know what? I'll tell you in a second here. Let's get into beep, it. Beep, 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 beep. Your nice little roach boy, Josh Potter here, has been on a gambling schneid. Just the worst L's of my life these last couple of weeks. Ever since the Sabre season has ended, I just don't know up from down. I'm throwing money on things that I don't know anything about. I'm just, you know, I see a plus sign and I start chasing it like a dog chasing cars. And uh, it's been rough. I had, you know, I'm coming off the heels of having one of my best gambling moments. I was really winning quite a bit there at the end of the regular season of the NHL. And my, oh my, I was riding high. I really didn't think my shit stunk, you know? I was winning everything. Bets, live bets, uh, at parlays, just the whole thing. I'm like, I can do no wrong. I'm a genius. <laughs> and I think that came out of just like the depths of depression. And then I got a little like out of it and I'm like, well, I'm still going to gamble. And I was doing poorly. I'm like, do I have to go back to the to the darkness? <laughs> do I have to go back into the upside down to get a W? Oh, my Lord. And my bad streak continued up until Sunday. 
Now, Sunday was a hell of a day for sports, if you enjoy them. Basketball playoffs, NHL playoffs, a few Game 7s happening, both sports. I mean, I watched, I went over to my buddy Hormos' house. If you've uh, been here in L.A., he's a comedy store comic. He's performed on a couple of shows that I've been on uh, out here in Los Angeles. So if you saw, maybe you saw him open for me. But he says, hey, come on over. Watch some uh, some of these basketball games. Now, I'm not a basketball guy by any means, but I like going to a party. I like, uh, you know, smoking weed. Can I say that in the nice boy clock? It's legal here in California. I don't see why not. YouTube. Uh, so <laughs> I was there, you know, having a few beers, smoking some weed. I thought, you know, I'll throw some action on these uh, this Sacramento Kings Golden State game, you know, game seven and such. And I look at the odds. Of course, the Sacramento Kings are a plus sign going into this game. Uh, also, I live bet it because I, I didn't know when it's I don't know anything about basketball. I didn't know when it started. So I missed like the first 10 minutes and they were down eight points. I go, this is perfect time to take them. They're down plus sign. Bing, bang, boom. We're going to win. So I put old 50 bucks on the old Sacramento Kings. Boy, oh, boy. And it was an exciting game up until the fourth quarter. Boy, oh, boy, did they get blown out. I didn't even want to be at the party anymore. I wanted to leave. But at the party, they let me watch game seven of the Bruins Florida Panthers series. Now, nobody likes hockey out here. Nobody likes hockey. And I thought this is going to be fun. They want to watch. A game seven can bring everyone together. It made me watch friggin' basketball. It made these basketball dudes watch hockey. It brought us all together. It was a wonderful day. And I thought, okay, here is my chance to break the streak. I have good karma on my side. I'm I'm introducing a sport to a whole new group of people. And so I took a anytime goal scorer on the Bruins, Krejci. I took an anytime goal scorer on the Panthers, Sam Reinhart, former Buffalo Sabre. And I took the money line and I took the over and I parlayed those two things. Three bets total. This one, you see they're joined together. That's what a parlay is. Two and one. Three bets. All of them hit. Oh, my Lord. Thank you. Now I know out there you probably tuned out by this point and you don't even care. <laughs> but I got to tell you, it lifted my spirits. I don't know if I would have had the energy to do this show today if I lost that bet <laughs> I would have been out I would have been really upset I mean it was my balance I don't ever like add, that's what people are like you have a problem I, I never like take the money out of this this account this betting account and I let it just go up and up and up or down and down and down <laughs> but I never my goal is to never put more money into it and just use what exists to make the bets and then if it gets to a certain threshold that's when I go okay I'm gonna take the money out of there but, you know, we don't hit that as often as I'd like. Nevertheless, it's all just like a number on a page. And th let's just say that number got very low for a spell there, and we saved it. But while I was over at old Hormos' house, we're watching the Bruins game, I got to capture my own film. I mean, this is like usually people send these things in. Josh, did you see this? This uh, announcer made an error. This... Uh, player was caught on an errant mic. In this case, the referee, who is mic'd up to announce penalties and uh, calls on the ice, he turns his microphone on a little premature, and I, I caught it. <laughs> this is sent in by me, 
Josh Potter to the Josh Potter Show. And I'm not sure if there's going to be any extra penalties on this. There are going to be some penalties. It looks like Bennett is coming to the ball. The Florida Panthers are going to shoot Jack Berkey again. That dunk is on the power play. They're getting control. See, Kazari's got that mic. Yeah, I was at the party I was at that I was like, now, can we, I mean, he goes, don't test me, don't fucking test me. Did he say I'll slap the shit out of you? What did he say? Like, it, it leaves that last part up for interpretation. I didn't do it, but the best job of capturing the audio on this, but maybe we can make it out together. Some penalties, it looks like Bennett is coming to the ball. The Florida Panthers are going to shoot Jack Berkey again. That don't test me. On the power play, they're getting control. Oh, see, Kazari's got that mic. <laughs> I love how the announcer goes too. He's like, "Oh, it seems like uh, the official has that mic still on there." What did you catch? What he said at all? I almost hear something like, "Take that shit out of here," or that's, something. That's with shit. what I heard. Yeah, something take, okay. take that shit out of here. Or get that shit out of here. Yeah. I do that. like that the refs just swearing up a storm <laughs> at the players. Don't fucking test me. I love it, and you gotta kind of do that because the hockey players chirp up a storm. They'll go around. They'll say fuck shit, blah blah blah. Blah. We've seen it a bunch of times here on this program. And it's nice to see the old refs giving it back. And the refs mm-hmm. have taken a lot of shit in the NHL playoffs so far. They're getting blamed for a lot of things. People saying the refs are deciding games, God forbid. And so people, many of people are, you know, uh, up the ref's ass, really, at the end of the day. And so I think that he was letting out some aggression. Let's hear it one more time. And that's, I think, Hormos laughing, actually, at the, uh, at the, because we rewound it. I go, did you hear that? And we had to, re- thank God for the way we consume sports, most of us these days, whether, I, I mean, at least I do and many of my friends, but on YouTube TV or on Hulu or what have you, you're able to rewind and go back. And we took, it took us a minute to go back to this and find it. And then, uh, you know, of course, then we get to fast forward through the commercials. It's a wonderful thing. I highly <laughs> suggest changing your viewing habits. But the other thing that happened over the weekend, one of my other favorite moments in sports, this is a really great time. Despite the fact that football season isn't happening, this is really just a, a precious time in sports. Baseball, NHL, NBA playoffs, the NFL draft. Now, I don't know if this one, did this have video? It sure did, yeah? Mm-hmm. Great. Perfect. Wonderful. Now, the thing that I love about the NFL draft, and it was kind of surreal. It actually was the best part of COVID was the NFL draft, if you ask me, because everybody was isolated and you got the scene to their homes. And you do that still with a lot of people because they only invite so many players to the NFL draft. They only invite, you know, maybe like 20 and maybe not even that that many, maybe like 18 or something like that. Because they don't want anybody to sit there and have to be embarrassed. It becomes a whole story. Now, uh, always, just no matter what, someone always gets embarrassed. Will Levis, or Levis, however you pronounce this future bust's name, he was sitting there the entirety of the first day, and uh, he finally got drafted the second day by the old Tennessee Titans. So he, uh, he didn't come back, though. He was like, I'm not going back there for the second day. And he was talking all kinds of cocky shit like, I won't go to the draft uh, unless I know I'm going to get drafted early. So he showed up there and everyone's like, oh, okay. And, of course, uh, three of the top four picks, all quarterbacks, 
Not Will Levis, though. They were all, and this is the first time they were all black quarterbacks. They were like saying that. They're like, it's the first time in history that we have three black quarterbacks drafted in the top four picks. Meanwhile, Will Levis is just praying to God that he like breaks that like historic streak that entire time, you know, during those four picks. He's like, fuck history, get me in there. And so he ended up sitting around and he had women around him and things like that because that's the thing that's really interesting. When they're sitting at home, you get to see what their house is like. You get to see who they surround themselves with and who got to come to the old draft party. Who the hell is that? Uh, I think that's uh, his, his sister, Kelly. Wills? Yeah. Hey there. <laughs> hey there, Kelly Levis. She's, she's ready for a revenge tour. She's going on a revenge tour? What she's does that ready mean? ready one for after the... NFL draft. Oh, she's just going to look hot as hell and be like, my brother's the man. Is that what she's doing? Yeah, but she's going to do it in front of the draft. Side. I'll so tell you what. Them. You're my first round draft pick. I'll <laughs> tell you that. <laughs> you would have been taken way earlier. Um, so it's fun. I love it. I love seeing back when COVID was going on. I love seeing where the coaches were doing. The war rooms are always interesting. This year, the war rooms were a little weird. Like a lot of teams I saw, I noticed the Jets in particular, a lot of them seemed like they were in like uh, an office building from like the post-war era. It was weird with the blinds and stuff. Jerry Jones and the Dallas Cowboys looked like they were in the friggin' Death Star. It was bizarre. This gentleman, though, and I do believe, not that I want to bring race into it or anything like that, but it is historic, the amount of uh, black athletes that were taken in the first round, in the first 10 picks. I believe Lucas Van Ness, the first white man off the board, if I'm not mistaken. And he went, of course, to the Green Bay Packers. We know they love their white people up there. <laughs> and, you know, his name is Van Ness. He played for Iowa. Yeah. Do you know him? No, I didn't. <laughs> <No. laughs> it's funny if I just assume you didn't know everyone who went to Iowa. So they go to this guy's uh, old room here where they're picking him, and holy hell are there some ladies around this guy. I can't tell who's the sister. I can't tell who's the fucking girlfriend. I can't tell who the mom is. I mean, when it's all blurry like that, you're like, this guy must be a P-I-M-P. Because nowadays I'm 37, you know? Sometimes I go, who the hell is that? And it's a mom, you know? And then I, I can't, sometimes you look at the girlfriend, you're like, ooh, off limits for Josh, you know, a little young. But in this case, who the hell's who? I think that's, is that the mom? I don't know. Could be the girlfriend. Who the hell's that brown hair one? <laughs> There's one on the left. The There's, guy that comes in oh, then this pull him off. Okay, so this guy, that would be me if I was <laughs> friends with a guy who got drafted into the NFL. I'd be like, yeah, man, we're going to the Packers. <laughs> He's like, we, who the hell's this wee shit? And then he jumps on there. I love how, like, probably the dad or an uncle's like, Get the fuck out of the shot, my man. Look at him. Just That's grab sure his shirt. And then he grabs him by the neck and then the arm. Uh, was that the dad was in the article? Uh, it is. Okay. And you can tell it's his arm because of the article. Yes. So doesn't the dad do a little something else in this video? Oh, this is a different video. So the dad. Just now different we, angle. We've seen dads with their hot athlete son's <laughs> girlfriends many times get a little handsy on this program it's kind of become a staple it's like you know on this uh show we do sports we do news we focus on highlighting the awareness around semen terrorism and also athletes dads touching their girlfriend's asses <laughs> and i'm afraid that we might have so the girl on the left definitely was the girlfriend 
Is that her in the black tanky top thing? I can't see. Make her bigger. It's uh, it's gonna be <laughs> the brown haired girl. Yeah. Oh, the brown haired girl's the girlfriend. Okay. Wow, he's hugging another girl over here, but. Okay. This is where. Uh oh. And now this is Vanessa's girlfriend. Oh, a little. Good job there. <laughs> Way to blow my son during college. One, two. That's not. Now, if he did that to the like Twinkie friend, he would have. You know, we would have. We would have been like, oh, he's just saying, "Good job, partner." Way to be my son's friend or whatever. We wouldn't have count. We wouldn't. Have, we wouldn't have thought twice. We wouldn't have thought twice. Now I don't know if it's a sign of encouragement. These athlete dads are kind of like you know. All right, get out there. They're slapping ass all the time. So maybe he's just, it's like instinctual for him. He wasn't doing anything nefarious in his eyes. He didn't even realize he did it. They're like, you just smacked her ass. And he's like, I did? I just, that's how I, when I hug somebody, I always do the ass tap afterwards. Sometimes I don't even hug. I just get out there. You're playing second base. Wild. So that's Mr. Van Ness, yeah? It's just a tap. He's definitely not trying to grab any meat. Right, he's doing just a couple of taps, which I appreciate. It gets, uh, I mean, it's almost like a golf clap, but on her ass. It's almost like he thinks it's his his hot wife, like he gets. Yeah, that's what it looks like like a little bit. But is it? It's my girlfriend. It's my son's girlfriend. Are we aware that it's a hundred percent not his wife? Maybe it's Lucas's (laughs) other sister is Hannah, and the NFL player also had a younger brother, Devin. Hannah now works for Hewlett Packard, according to LinkedIn. Who the hell's (laughs) looking at her LinkedIn? What's (laughs) Luke Rutz? What kind of article is this? <laughs> Packers draft pick Lucas Van Ness is already dating three girlfriends like a savvy NFL veteran. What? Oh, I think that's just the caption of this one. Because, I mean, look how many women are hugging Well, them. I mean, yeah, but are they all... What if they all, like, just are kind of like, whatever, Lucas, we're all your girlfriends. What if his dad still <laughs> has to smack those other two girls' asses now? Now, the dad is trying to smack his ass, he's thinking gonna... it's going to get him out of there, but he's like, you know... It's almost like he, the way he grabbed him, he's like he was going to do like a finger hook up his butt and be like, get out here. Come he get does. over here, Scorpion. Stop. like a toddler. Packers draft pick Lucas Van Ness is already dating three girlfriends. I had to read that sentence again. Like a savvy NFL veteran shared Dan O'Donnell, a radio show host based in Milwaukee, as he didn't seem familiar with the athlete's entourage in the video. Oh, okay, so this is just the guy on the radio. And uh, here he is now with, oh, boy, he's got three girlfriends, huh? <laughs> it's just some fat slob in radio, like, <laughs> like, oh, look at that one over there, just like I did basically 10 seconds ago. <laughs> uh, Lucas chose to stay at his parents' house uh, in Fontana, Wisconsin on Thursday to live what was probably the biggest night of his life. So he is, like, in Wisconsin already uh he didn't go to the draft in kansas city i don't know if he was invited but it says here that he chose to stay home rather than go to the draft uh i couldn't ask for a better result he said the young buck prepared for the draft by working out in california with a group that included packers defensive tackle kenny clark i'm so happy to be a packer i can't wait to get out there and wear that green green bay began the week with the number 15 overall pick in the draft lucas showed his explosiveness who gives a shit I want to know about this fucking broad. Uh, While celebrating his son's big night with family on Thursday, Jason Van Ness gave Lucas's girlfriend, Frankie Komet. Wait a second. Frankie Komet, is she related to the tight end of the Chicago Bears? Yes, she is. Wow. So she's a tall lady. I would gander or venture to guess. Her, Her brother is Cole Komet. Cole Komet from the old Chicago Bears. And so how tall do you think she is, this one? 
That was tall as his dad. Oh boy, that's pretty tall. <laughs> I just, you know, I like to think in my head, I go, when there's a girl above a certain height, I don't even consider her in a sexual way anymore. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, it's just, it might as well be like, I have sex with an alien or like a different animal or something like that. It's just, they were, they wouldn't be interested in me, so I don't even like consider. There have been a couple tall girls though that like have been into me and I'm not, I'm not like, a height shamer or anything like that. You, typically, though, women are. And so it was always bizarre to me, and I never saw it coming. But it was strange, like, when you hold hands, it's almost like I was a child being led across <laughs> the street. You know what I mean? Like, I'd hold their hand, and they'd hold my hand, and it'd be, like, consuming my hand like I was a child, you know? Wild. So I don't know about that one. But So who are these other ones? Let's forget... He, she's taken, obviously. I'm not going to compete with Lucas I think these Lucas are his two Van sisters. Ness. Holy hell. So, I mean, hell. I want to get in the family, but they yeah. are kind of tall girls. I don't care. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Jesus Lord. What are their names? Uh, Ella and say? Hannah. All right. Going to do some <laughs> Instagram investigation here further <laughs> later on down the road. Well, before we get to the news, I want to thank... One of our fine sponsors of the Josh Potter Show, Mint Mobile. And right now, inflation is just out of control. I mean, remember eggs? <laughs> Inflation's been nuts. Everything has gone up in price. Groceries, gas, clothing, everything except Mint Mobile. Staying at that awesome, amazing price. It's the first company to sell premium wireless service online only and has phone plans starting at just $15 a month. Oh, my Lord. That's less than eggs, I think. It's time to make the better choice for your wallet. Save money every month and switch to Mint Mobile. I love it because I'm, you know, saving money, obviously. But they also didn't make me change my phone. So it's a lot less headaches than going to the store and trying to get a better plan. And especially when you're changing services, sometimes they're like, oh, you got to switch over to this phone or you got to get a new phone. Not Mint Mobile, man. They let me keep the one I already had. The switch was so easy. Mint Mobile foregoes the traditional costs of retail, passing those savings straight to you. All plans come with unlimited talk, text, and high-speed data on the nation's largest 5G network, and switching couldn't be easier. You keep the same phone, as I mentioned, phone number included, and all your contacts. Nothing changes as far as that goes. The only thing that changes is your bill. So right now, to get your new wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month and get the plan shipped to your door for free, just go to mintmobile.com slash potter. That's mintmobile.com slash potter. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month just by going to mintmobile.com slash potter. Let us get into the news. Oh, Boy, oh boy, and I didn't mention it at the top of the show, or did I? But Annie Letterman, yes, I did. She'll be on the program next week. And you know what else I might be able to finagle by next week? I might wait on it, though, because I kind of want time with him alone. I want to talk to one of my radio idols, Don Geronimo. He used to be a part of the Don and Mike show. He used to do radio when it was like they would have reverb on mics, and he would play like, you know, moon river i mean this is like this guy goes back and he was like a part of the shock jock era he's been a part of pretty much every era the guy's still doing radio it's crazy but he's the man that made me start saying pleased to be they said it on that program and it just embedded itself into my brain so i 
I don't know, I got a wild hair up my ass yesterday and I said, Roach Nation, we need to rise up. Because I've reached out to Don Geronimo and he's never replied. But I said, Roach Nation, we need to rise up and we need to get Don Geronimo to appear on the Josh Potter show. And you came out and you did it. He hit me up. He said, I'd love to email me over here. So I'm going to set up a Zoom thing. I think he lives in Sacramento or maybe he still lives in D.C. and he just broadcast Sacramento. I'm not certain. We'll find out. We're going to find out because I'm going to get him on this very program. But I did notice because I was, you know, this is how I actually got the wild hair up my ass to contact him. It was because he was talking about this story. I still listen to him from time to time when I get the opportunity. And he was talking about this story. A bullet was removed from a clitoris. Bum, bum, bum. I mean, I want a dramatic music there because a bullet gets removed, you know, from a body oftentimes. How on earth, how big is this clitoris? (laughs) (laughs) That's my question. I mean, I sound like Seinfeld. How big is the clitoris? What kind of clit is that? It's so big. Okay. Uh, I don't have a clitoris, Kirsten. Interesting. I don't. I mean, I don't even know. <laughs> Here's my thing. I don't even know if I could fit a bullet in my soft dick. You know what I'm saying? How big's a bullet? I mean, it's got to be a small caliber, right? I've seen sounding rods. You could probably do it. A 50 cal bullet. <laughs> I have a 50 cal bullet that turns into a an opener, like a bottle opener. It was made from my buddy's wedding. My buddy Al gave it to his groomsman. So I have a 50 cal bullet that's like a bottle opener. That thing is as big as a dick. So I'd imagine, okay, we're looking at it here. We got the x-ray. This is like if a doctor, he's like smoking and shit. He's like, <laughs> you got a bullet in your clit. <laughs> you can see it right here. There it is right there. Bullet right in your clit. We're going to take that shit out. Your clit's going to be good as new. Now- it might we might have to sew it up or something. I don't know. Your clit's gonna be pretty busted after this, but you might not feel shit in it. Penetration sex is all you're gonna <laughs> enjoy. But yeah, you can see right there. There's that bullet right in your clit there. I don't know how it got there. So let's see. Let's ask. To the best of our knowledge, this is the first wayward bullet injury penetrating the vulvar area, the outer part of the female genitalia, with a retained bullet in the clitoris. Now this is like authorities are or study authors are writing this that's you. study authors what's that that's the other thing like the clit caught the bullet it's holding on to it so it could have pat you're saying it could have gone more north or wherever and it could have maybe passed through her, but the clit was like you would think. it got stuck on there oh boy i don't know it's holding on to it for dear life we need to find out how this bullet got in there but first it's, <laughs> it is interesting that they are doing studies on this they're like hold on a minute don't take it out yet we need to examine everything about this clit bullet <laughs> now isn't a masturbatory masturbatory device known as the bullet yes and that is strictly clit stuff i mean that one you're not pulling the bullet inside that's just like outside stuff like right probably yeah probably she's like i'm not gonna i mean out- I, I didn't know if you had one I, that was. It's, I think it's mainly. I guess for that the was outside, our way of deciding. Like, let's be honest. You can put anything in. A hole I guess if that's you want true. To. You got to tie a little string to it, or maybe it's got yeah. a cord or something. And <laughs> kind of like walking a dog, but backwards. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but backwards. That's bizarre. Like walking a dog, but inside out. 
If we're talking like four dimensionally or like, I don't even know, three. According to the study, a 24-year-old unnamed patient. Yeah, I don't want, I don't put my name in that uh, booklet there. They had been relaxing at home when all of a sudden, this is, <laughs> I heard it a thousand times. I was just at home relaxing when all of a sudden a stray bullet came through her ceiling, through the ceiling. Not even the window or the door. It came through the fucking ceiling and <laughs> struck her in the nether regions. That's not where you want it to go. The alarmed woman reported to the uh, Arogden Hospital in Mogadishu. <laughs> where a... Mogadishu? We're talking... I guess bullets are flying through everywhere in the Mogadishu. That's where like Black Hawk Down happened, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's probably still a little dicey there, I'd imagine. Yeah. <laughs> even though 1994 is a long way away. A CT scan revealed that the errant lead pellet had lodged itself inside her clitoris. As far as the study <laughs> authors knew, this was a first of its kind. I'm sure bullets have gone into the clitoris before, but they've typically probably killed the person, and they we're just like, well, they're in there. Amongst others, you know, there has never been a bullet ever to go in the clitoris. Like, say you have a machine gun, and you're like, and you just spray a person up and down. That's never happened before. I mean, one errant one like this where it's just like stuck in there like that. That's a little. <laughs> I get that. But come on. <laughs> Muggsy Bogues never was like. Or Muggsy Bogues. That's a fucking basketball player. <laughs> <laughs> Who was I thinking of? Bugsy Malone. <laughs> Bugsy Malone. Thank you. Woo. <laughs> wow. Would have never. Would have never <laughs> pulled that one out of my ass. <laughs> With his fucking thing, he's never shot a clitter to. <laughs> oh, my Lord. I'm going to just start calling gangsters Muggsy Bugs. <laughs> we thought it to be very rare and interesting. They were of the unfortunate body shot, which thankfully struck her at a low velocity, or her health could have been in jeopardy, I would say. Surgeons placed the patient under local anesthesia and removed the projectile from her private parts. Thankfully, she didn't suffer any complications following the leadectomy and was discharged the following day in good condition. At the follow-up appointment a month later, doctors determined that the woman was still in good health. How do you have to be relaxing to be shot from the up angle? Well, the ceiling the from, from above to below, right in the clit. I feel like, Do you I mean, think she came first and then was like, eagle. I was shot? <laughs> <laughs> she's like, oh, God, I'm coming. <laughs> Wait, what was that? <laughs> and I'm bleeding now. <laughs> and then also to walk into the hospital like, Doc, so there's a bullet guess in what? my pussy. Guess what? You'll never guess what happened. Uh, I just think it'd be, I mean, she's obviously going to have a difficult time having any sort of sensation in that area ever again. I mean, fellas, if you meet this lady out and about, you better bring the heat. She was shot in her clitoris. <laughs> so your tongue's not going to do shit, all right? You're fucked. Uh, uh, murder. Now that's the only thing getting that lady off, that's for sure. Tired bullet injuries are caused by low-velocity injuries commonly seen in the residential areas in war-torn countries such as Somalia. Well, yeah. They're like just, that's just like, you know, stubbing your toe in Somalia is getting a fucking <laughs> low-velocity bullet injury. 
This isn't the first time an unlikely object has ended up down under. However, last year, a midwife revealed that she extracted a treasure trove of bizarre items from a woman's nether regions, including false nails, pen lids, and even bikini bottoms. That just sounds like a woman with a very big pussy. (laughs) And she's treating it like Mary Poppins' bag. Do you see that last one, though? What's the very that? last sentence. It says, uh, meanwhile, earlier this month, a gynecologist in Honduras examined a patient's vagina to find a cockroach lurking inside. Well, that was just me. Hey, how are you? <laughs> hey! I was just like, hey, how nice to see you. I'm getting cozy in here. Few women from the last year can claim that about their pussies, if you know what I'm saying. Well, thank you, Don Geronimo. I look forward to having you on the program. Wait, what the hell was that? This was on the side of our other article. Was that even one that I prepped? I want to know about this. (laughs) No, but it was on the side of the other one. All right, you're going to read this. I want to know this right now. Uh, Woman woman has loud, full body orgasm during the L.A. Philharmonic. That's local. I could (laughs) have went to that. I should be more cultured. It was during Tchaikovsky's Fifth Symphony. I did see this. Where did I... uh, I didn't prep this. I could have swore I read something about this. I don't know. Was it in a past week? Was oh, let's of the orgasm or Tchaikovsky? <laughs> oh my God! Someone, how do how how how? <laughs> that doesn't sound like an. She kind of rolled her ankle. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? She like, just... Sounded like she got shot in her clit. Is really what it sounded like. <laughs> Frankly. If that was a full body orgasm, it wasn't a great one because she yeah. said, ah! "Was that a? I mean, it was a woman, right? Because it sounds like a dude that's just like I'm uncontrollably jizzing. Like, <laughs> what a shitty time to climax, by the way. Right when the the composer or the composer, the conductor must have been so pissed. Right when the flutes die, he's like, you know, trying to get that. I forget the word. I used to be in band, and I forget the word when they they want that gliss at the end of the note." And they want it to ring, and they want it to be silent, and it's such a thing. If you even like so much as step on it, the fucking guy gives you laser beams. He's like, "Motherfucker, I'll fucking kill you." I've seen uh, Mr. Lieberman in middle school used to give me fucking, "I'll fucking kill you." He's doing this. He was pissed, but that was like he was in the zone. He was in his zone when he was conducting the band, you know. So yo. He saw murder in his eyes. Are you talking about long song? What's that? A word, the word for it? I don't yeah, remember the, word? the words. Oh, I'm not going to lie, but it might be. It might be. Any band people out there, let me know. I might have to check out an orchestra. You're going to go check it out <laughs> so you can get so you can get some orgasms? I'm going to see, if, uh, see what a cello <laughs> does to me in person. I mean, I saw Gwen Stefani perform on a random <laughs> Wednesday night at a Spotify party recently. <laughs> And she sang Don't Speak, and I was basically like, oh, my God. Like, I might as well have come. I did cry. A woman calls the cops because she stole weed. This from Justin M. Sending it into Josh Potter Show at gmail.com. Now, I've had weed not taken from me. I've had good enough friends over the years. Accidentally, perhaps, someone takes your bag or, uh, you know, you've got a bunch of bags in a thing and someone takes yours by mistake or maybe it's in your, uh, a friend's backpack and they forget to give it to you. Oh, many a times I've never gone, I, you know, I'll text them or something and say, I want that weed back, but I've never once thought, you know who I need to call the police. <laughs> that seems like a counter. Although with it being legal, 
Can I call the police for stolen weed? I mean, conceivably, it's my property and it is of my right to own it. Can they come in and do something about it? I didn't even think about that. Sure. I think that's actually kind of something I might start doing if I have to. <laughs> I'm going to do it indeed. Well, this is uh, happening to a uh, Hefziba woman. Did I say that properly? Hefziba. It's a place in Georgia. I think it's Hepziba. Hepziba. It's like Massachusetts where you don't know how to say any of the towns because yeah. it's like you got to have like some... R-worded accent to fucking be able to say. <laughs> Hep Zeba woman was arrested Saturday afternoon after taking a large bag of marijuana from her boyfriend and then calling the cops for protection. Now, this woman did the opposite. She didn't have her marijuana stolen. She stole said marijuana. And then she was worried for her safety. Krizia Smith, 33, told authorities that she was scared her boyfriend might do something to her. I took drugs, she allegedly said leading the officers to her kitchen where a large bag of marijuana was sitting on the table. Now, I do not believe marijuana legal in the state of Georgia yet, which seems weird because, I mean, that just seems like mean to do. A lot of people smoking weed in the great city of Atlanta. Let them do it legally, for God's sake. Officers field tested the drugs and then arrested Smith for felony possession of marijuana. So she narked on herself. I took the drugs, but maybe this is a great way to be in sort of a protective program. You know what I'm saying? Like, she wanted protection from her boyfriend. Well, she's going to get it. She's going to be behind a bunch of bars in a concrete <laughs> building where police are there with guns. According to authorities, Smith called officers to her home in the Roundup Drive area around 5 a.m. Saturday. She said her boyfriend owed her money, so she went into his vehicle, and she took his bag of marijuana, which measured about 28 grams. I don't know if that was enough to compensate her for the money or not. The woman then got worried and told deputies she was afraid her boyfriend would come after her. Instead, cops took Smith to jail on the felony marijuana charge. Now, I don't understand the logic here. She could have easily just said, I was owed money by my boyfriend and I stole money from him. I need protection. Like, have a little sense. I mean, good golly. What a straight up idiot woman. Don't tell on yourself for the drugs, lady. Say you stole money or something. Smith was arrested last year for DUI, failure to maintain lane, no insurance coverage, and suspended vehicle registration. I like how I read that part like it's uh, all the shit at the end of a commercial where they're telling you the side <laughs> effects. Smith was arrested last year for DUI, failure to... Oh, shit, I fucked it up. I used to be so good at that. Oh, I used to be able to read those things in one thing. Smith was arrested last year for DUI, failure to maintain lane, no insurance coverage, and suspended vehicle registration. The charges remain pending, and the, her bond is on. The case has been revoked in a request for her bombing. I don't know. I, I didn't read that part before I tried. So there. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. All right. Well, T-Bone, you know, he earlier in the year, he duped me. It was, was that the April Fool's scandal here in the newsroom? Mm. I don't remember exactly. I think it might have been before April Fool's. But T-Bone has been... I got to say, really coming in and making up for his mistake, for his error, really trying to get back on track and in the running for Roach Reporter of the Year. I got to say, he's been bringing some wildly wonderful stories to the table, and this one is no different. An Arkansas woman pleaded not guilty to charges she sold stolen body parts from a medical school 
uh, and its corpses for $11,000. She sold them to a man in Pennsylvania who she met on social media. Now, that's a lot to chew. Uh, I mean, figuratively, of course. Stolen body parts from a medical school corpse or corpses for $11,000. Now, how do you, I don't even know how much that shit costs. How much do you charge an arm? That cost me an arm and a leg. Get it? Hey, 11 grand. Hey, hey. <laughs> I mean, how much is an arm and a leg? That would be some stupid question that they would ask in the morning. That's how they. I should have teed this up. How much for an arm and a leg? Well, one Pennsylvania man paid 11 grand after he met a woman on social media. Cat is Chapman Scott, 36, a former mortuary worker, accused of selling 20 boxes of body parts to a man she met through a Facebook group about oddities. So you think this guy was like, sick, I'm buying human remains? Or was he like, oh, cool, look at this. Oh, so you think he was in the know. I mean, look at him. I'm going to say probably. He just looks like a guy that's like, oh, cool, it's like an arm. Oh, cool! It's like a is this like it's like a replica of a human femur, and I have it above my fireplace with my samurai sword. I mean, he's just a I, that's a lot. That's a lot of tattoos, and I've seen people like this before, though. They try to make themselves half lizard or whatever. Yeah, but see, for I don't. I feel like he's not just the collector type. He's like. I want a skull because I I'm need something also, to eat cereal out of it. I'm also a kimono dragon, so <laughs> I like bones or whatever. I identify as a kimono. I bet he's got that split tongue. You're a hack, friend. You're a hack, Two-Face. <laughs> <laughs> Lizard Two-Face. Yeah, for those who are listening at home, this man uh, has tattoos on half the side of his face. He also did that whole thing with his eye where he either has a contact or dyed it black or something to make him look reptilian at least on half of his face what did he replace his teeth teeth with grills i don't know what it is but i want chrome metal teeth and then sharpen them to look like fangs here's my human skull okay so there's a skull that is this one of the ones from the uh, collection perhaps (laughs) that looks like a a snake or a gator that's not a human is it look at that that's not a human zoom in on that again that looks like what is that, Rob? You look like you know that. That looks like half of a head. <laughs> oh, it looks oh. like a head that's been sawed in half. Yeah, it looks like a head hemisphere. Oh, half a head? Yeah. yeah. Oh, it looked like the skull from Alien to mm-hmm. me, you know? Mm-hmm. He's so happy, too. He doesn't have all his tattoos there. There he just looks like an old man. No, I think it's just this. <laughs> he does look like an old man, kind of. I think you just can't see it, Josh. He looks extremely creepy. I'm sure he looks creepy. I didn't say that. I just mean he doesn't have green. F- well, I can't. Maybe he's showing me the human side. Of his face. Yeah, you're seeing the Harvey Dent side. Not the, He's yeah, hiding the two-face I'm side. I'm looking at Harvey Dent. Harvey Dent. Uh, <laughs> Scott pleaded not guilty to 12 counts, including conspiracy to commit mail fraud. Uh, this woman, that's mail fraud? Conspiracy to commit wire fraud. Wire fraud, conspiracy to commit uh, interstate transportation of stolen property. Man, they really racked through her under the jail here. <laughs> the man who allegedly purchased the remains was not named in the federal indictment, but he was identified as Jeremy Lee Pauley, as we've seen up here on the screen. Scott worked at the Arkansas Central Mortuary Services, a funeral home, and part of her job included transporting, cremating, and embalming remains. Once you're, it's your job. I mean, this is like, this woman was basically giving out free fries from McDonald's. You know what I'm saying? She was just like, I worked at McDonald's for 20 years. I give my kids fries all the time, and they just 
they monitored her and racked her up for a grand larceny charge at the end of the day. They're like, you've been giving out fries for 20 years. According to the University of Arkansas for Medical Sciences in Little Rock, the funeral home is where the medical school sent remains of cadavers that had been donated for medical students to examine. In October of 21, Scott allegedly approached Pauly and began offering to sell him remains from the medical school that the mortuary needed to cremate in return. Just out of curiosity, would you know anyone in the market for a fully intact, embalmed brain? And this guy's like, would I? Oh, my Lord. This is in a Facebook message. You folks think Facebook messages are private? (laughs) They last for literally ever. And actually, they don't last forever because a girl one time sent me nudes. And I was one day... I came across this girl again on Facebook. Hadn't thought about her in, oh, I don't know, seven years. And I was like, that girl used to send me pictures on Facebook. I went to the messenger, all of them gone. And it's not because she deleted them. All of our conversation is gone. So it's strange. I feel like there's like a threshold. So maybe in like, maybe it's like uh, debt. After seven years, it's just a race. They're like, oh. <laughs> In the next nine months, Scott... Uh, sold poly fetuses. Oh my lord! Well, don't get up in arms, Republicans. I'm sure they were dead ones in jars and stuff that were not killed. They were already <laughs> dead, and they were doing research stuff. But not this guy. He just had them. Ooh, he's got brains. He's got hearts, lungs, genitalia. <laughs> what did he do with those? Large pieces of skin and other body parts. The indictment alleges the indictment claims that in one incident, Scott sold the remains of a fetus at a discount because he's not in great shape. Well, yeah, he's a dead fetus. <laughs> he's just like Amazon Jeffrey Dahmer. <laughs> he's just like order, ship it straight to me. <laughs> yeah, but he's not eating them necessarily. Well, I, mean, I don't know. Well, don't he know. has a website, guys. Oh, pull it up, please. What's he's called? not in great shape. He said about the f- dead fetus. I would imagine not. Which I would like to know which one's in great shape. Is there one? Is there a dead fetus that has abs? I mean, what are we talking about here? They're dead fetuses. They died from natural causes and are now used for experimental reasons. I don't imagine any of them are in great shape. And another message from December second, two thousand twenty-one. The indictment said Scott offered to sell Polly two brains, one with a skull cap, and I don't imagine he means a hat like mine. <laughs> I'm sure he means the full top of the skull. Three hearts, one cut, two fake boobies. Why did they write boobies in the story? <laughs> Where's this article from? The New York Post. Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> Why would they write boobies? <laughs> one large belly button piece of skin. Uh, you could make that anything. I mean, you could just say, <laughs> you could cut off an earlobe and be like, there's a belly button. I wouldn't know. One arm, one huge piece of skin, and one lung. One huge piece of skin? <laughs> Woof. This guy's nuts. What piece of skin do you think it was? <laughs> yeah, where did it come from? <laughs> what piece of skin are it's you wanting to buy? He's like, I have one untethered scrotum. <laughs> one, it sounds like a fucking shitty shopping list. <laughs> I'll take one taint and I'll have one butthole. And <laughs> I mean, two fake boobies. Three, yeah, three toes and two fake boobies, please. <laughs> Nipples removed. <laughs> That was all for sixteen hundred dollars. What a steal! Jesus Lord! <laughs> Scott received a payment from Polly through PayPal, and I'd imagine he probably, judging by the rest of the just pure brash 
ness of this entire story, I'd imagine he wrote right in the PayPal thing for loose body parts. <laughs> he's just putting the emojis up of each body part <laughs> yeah, that yeah. he's getting. <laughs> arm, <laughs> leg. Arm, leg. Sorry, I didn't have a uh, two booby one, so I put the old melons in there. <laughs> Winky face. Scott collected $10,975 in 16 separate PayPal transfers. Prosecutors argue that Scott should remain behind bars until her trial. Assistant U.S. Attorney, BBDB, this is a bunch of legal stuff. I think that the facts underlying the indictment and in the indictment are uniquely egregious and er, uh, uh, and objectionable. And we believe there is going to be some significant public outcry as a result of this. Well, yeah, you're selling fetuses. That's when people are going to get crazy. (laughs) I don't think they give a shit about, like, some homeless man's, uh, you know, skull cap skull with his brain in it or whatever the hell. Do you think they use homeless men? Well, who are these people? These people are donated through, I write on my license, please use my body for science or something like that, and then they use me? Or do you think these are like, we got another dead hobo, and they throw him in there? It's, it says here that she worked for a funeral home and right. it says part of her job was transporting, cremating, and embalming remains. So probably when you're transporting them to the crematorium, you can, you know, you can right, grab, grab an was, arm or a leg or something. She wasn't siphoning these off from, like, you know, Grandma Molly who was, you know, having a wake. She was doing this to the ones that they were sending to the Arkansas Medical. So, like, they didn't care when they got it. They're like, this one's missing its boobies. But, you know, they're like, well, whatever, we can use the rest of it. So they didn't say anything. They're like, maybe it had a booby accident. We don't know. And uh, they figured it out. Yeah. So my point is, like, who... Like, obviously she thought these are expendable people in terms of their post-mortem status. No one's really uh, taken a tally for their body parts. And obviously they didn't, you know? <laughs> Nobody was taking inventory of, like, hey, they're missing a heart. Uh, so... Obviously, these were the ones that were being sent to the medical studies place. How do you get your body sent to medical studies? Remember that whole, what was it, the thing for the museum? They were like prisoners of Chinese oh, the bodies uh, political exhibit? prisoners. Yeah. Do you think that the that's the same thing here? We've got some uh, people that, hey, no one knows where they went. Uh, no one's looking for them either, if you know what I'm saying. Does, does it say how they got caught? That's the thing. I think it was through PayPal and through the Facebook. Yeah, he had sixteen PayPal transactions. Yeah, I think when you do when you uh, when you do that many PayPal stuffs, PayPal. Now I know this because uh, there was a time in my life where I was committing credit card fraud against myself. I was so poor. I was sending from one PayPal to another credit card money and then putting that in my bank account. PayPal sniffed it out pretty quick. (laughs) (laughs) They're on top of things over there at PayPal. You can't fuck with PayPal, let me tell you. Let me tell you. Well, Jefferson Nally, former Roach Award-winning reporter here on the Josh Potter Show, has sent this in to joshpottershow at gmail.com. The headline reads, White politician becomes lesbian woman of color. Now... Is this a story where we celebrate how wonderful uh, and inclusive the world has become where this white politician, because also I kind of want to become a lesbian woman of color. I'm not going to lie to you. It could be kind of fun. Although I don't have feminine qualities, so I don't know if I can. Let's see what this guy does. A white Republican councilman. All right. Well, that's raising a red flag. It's a person in, in Indiana 
has sparked outrage after jokingly declaring himself a lesbian woman of color. Well, jokingly, you can't do that. Is this him here? Oh, my Lord. This guy looks like a real rascal. Look at him on the left. <laughs> he just looks like a guy that, like, you're like, can you believe Ryan is a fucking councilman? I mean, that guy used to fucking, we used to pound beers in the car when we'd go over to so-and-so's house. That doesn't but, even look like him, though. He looks like, way fatter as a woman. Yeah. <laughs> What? Not trying to weight shame. I mean, maybe he was like, I got to be sexier. Well, he, maybe wanted, it's the, he wanted the authentic tits. So maybe it's the tits. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It could just be a, one of those, uh, the tits are making him look bigger. I'm going to just stick with him since he did it jokingly. Delaware County Councilman Ryan Webb wrote that he considers himself an Indian American woman. Well, he also did. Now, this is where he could really get canceled. Did he do brown face kind of looks like he got like uh he's got some bronze around there or something he says he's finally feeling comfortable sharing his true authentic self but many have not played into the farce now when he does this as a republican are the other republicans like <laughs> see we're giving him a taste of their own medicine or are they like what the hell i mean we're supposed to be <laughs> that's <laughs> that made me laugh. That picture is that was that on purpose? I just what I thought of. So is that what up. you thought of? Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know. That's uh, that I made me of. laugh. She's yeah, like, it does look like that. You guys will address me <laughs> as a woman of color. <laughs> I like. Yeah, it does look like that. It is with great relief that I announce that to everyone that I identify as a woman and not just any woman, but a woman of color as well. I guess this would make me a gay lesbian. Since I'm attracted to women, he wrote in the post. The announcement sparked outrage from people calling Webb pathetic and uh, for his perceived mockery of the LGBT groups, as well as marginalized groups. His words not only embarrass himself, but you, the county council, said Charlize Jameson, a transgender resident. Other members have now called him out for... Josh. Yes. That is Charlize Jameson, the woman with the white hair. That's not him. No. Correct. Yes. <laughs> this is this is oh, no. This is the transgender woman who is calling him out for for he he's never he's not wearing any clothing or anything. <laughs> I was confused. I thought maybe he was also the one who shot his clit off if that was the case because of the gun here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Joey Motto coming to the plate. <laughs> Earlier in the broadcast, I <laughs> confused a gentleman who was jokingly saying he was a trans woman of color. Upon seeing a picture, I shamed the man, made many jokes. Many, many jokes. Oh, on the count here is Vado taking a swing at that curveball. Speaking of curveballs, turns out the... Trans person in question in which I was discussing was an actual one, and uh, boy, am I embarrassed. There's O2 the Count Vado just swinging and missing the way I did myself there. So I do have to apologize to Charlize Jameson. She is a beautiful, voluptuous woman, and uh, my bad. Ryan Webb looks awful lot like her, and there's Vado with a liner down the center... He's going to get two on this one, and yeah, I'm just at a loss for words. 
Because, boy, oh, boy, do I have my foot in my mouth. Oh, that was hilarious. <laughs> now watch this drive. Come get me rum. Oh, my God. We both, I mean, did you know? <laughs> no, I mean, I pulled up a picture of the snail from Monster Z. Why would they? <laughs> I was being so mean. <laughs> why would they do that to poor Charlize, putting them juxtaposed in that way? That doesn't seem like a smart way to, ha- you know, get us on board with what's going on here. Ooh, I'm I, gonna. I think that was intentional because it's the Daily Mail. I think the Daily Mail did that intentionally. You can't caption a photo? Come on, guys. They yeah. don't have one of Ryan in his new uh, outfit? He doesn't have a new outfit. He just... <laughs> he didn't even go to the lengths of no. showing up he dresses. Didn't even I even I even called out Charlize for her skin tone. Yeah. Oh, God. Does Charlize <laughs> identify as an Indian woman? Because I then would call her problematic as well. I don't think so. <laughs> it is her. <laughs> oh, let's move on to another story here. I'm just gonna. <laughs> she has a Fifty Shades of Ginger podcast, though. We could check that out. I'm not going to. <laughs> Fifty Shades of Gender. She's got at least the Indian tone down. I mean, <laughs> we're gonna just say that she's problematic in her bronzer. <laughs> if the world tries to come at me for this, what the hell color is she trying to be? Ariana Grande much? <laughs> uh, uh, murder. Murder is the headline of the next story from T-Bone. Like I said, he's trying to uh, sort of come back into the fold. And I mean, I think he's done it. He's putting in the work. He's putting in the manpower. A 32-year-old Houston woman has been accused of plowing her Porsche into a man on a first date, killing him. Oh, my Lord. Uh, uh. Murder. I do. I'm hitting it a lot because I do love our new button from Jane Wilde. She made it last week. If you missed the episode, go back and check it out. Now, this is interesting. I've I've got some a story that uh, is very delicate and kind of relates to this, but let's get into what happened here. The driver, Christina Chambers, was seen in a horrifying video slamming a blue Porsche 911 uh, Carrera into Joe McMillan. 33, throwing him 30 feet into the air before crashing into a pole at about 2.30 a.m. Lord. Whoa! Did we see him? No, so wait. She okay, here he is. She okay, hits okay. him, but I don't think we see him. But it Distressing says she hits him before. content. I don't know if we could show this, but I want to see it for sure. I think she hits him before we see the video. We just see her hit the pole. <laughs> okay. Can you make it full screen? Yeah, yeah, one second. Sorry. I thought it was going to be like, whoa, but here, yeah, she is flying. Holy shit. Okay, let's see what this says. Horrifying surveillance video obtained by KHOU. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Come on. I I guess we can show this. This is on the internet. I thought it was her first date. He was just on a first date. Oh, yeah. They really didn't. uh, So he's just on a first date. Did he protect the other woman? Let's see. We had gone to karaoke at Avant Garden. When we got out, the taco truck was closed, but he knew voodoo would be open, told the woman who was with the gentleman he asked if i wanted to take my car i said well it's not that far we can walk fresh air Ooh, you're having a final destination moment aren't you if only i said we should take an uber in torino said they were strolling on the sidewalk when she noticed the fast moving sports car barreling toward them now i always wonder because i am blind would i hear 
a car like that, like, you know, coming around the bend there and get <laughs> out of the way. I watched this thing on Twitter where it says, like, it's like a, all these surveillance videos of people who almost died. And it's like a car will, like, there will be, like, a guy standing at a bus stop and a car will just start, like, barrel rolling down the street mm. and, like, go over him. And <laughs> he was like, whoa, you know, like, <laughs> it's one of those, like, if you were a step to the left... You would have been gone. So I feel like that's this only like in a bad way. He asked if I wanted to take my car. We already mentioned that. It felt, I felt something graze my hip. I don't know whether it was the car grazing my hip or Joe's foot as he flew by. (laughs) Immediately I was like, where's Joe? I don't know why shit like this makes me laugh. Oh, it's, it's not, I'm horrified. But boy, oh boy, involuntarily I just start giggling she said she called 911 and the dispatcher instructed her to perform cpr until the paramedics revived what if she didn't know how to do cpr he's like i don't know she's like uh trying to tell her over the phone he was so sweet he smiled throughout the entire date he was funny good taste in music he didn't deserve to go like that i like how she's just naming his hinge profile because that's all she knows about him she's like well he had good music he enjoyed uh going to art museums uh she's pulling up the prompts so she can give a proper eulogy on (laughs) k-h-o-u poor thing (laughs) and she she's like well we just met today so they're like you must be distraught and she's like well i'm sad that i saw a human being get hit by a car but didn't really know the guy you know what i mean she's going to be seen going on a date like in two weeks and they're going to be like how dare you do you have no remorse? How callous. Chamber, I hope that happens to me on a first date, though. If I die on a first date, I <laughs> God, I pray that the woman says glowing things about me like that. They're like, thank, <laughs> she's like, thank God the car hit him. I was about to drive my car into him if it wasn't. Golly. Chambers and her two passengers were injured in the wreck. She was charged with intoxication manslaughter, so not necessarily murder. That is funny that they don't do murder when you're drunk because they're like, well, she was drunk. She didn't mean to murder those people. Chambers' blood alcohol content was nearly four times over the legal drinking limit, according to court records cited by the Houston Chronicle. There was a lot of alcohol in her system, said Kelly Marshall, a prosecutor with the Harris County District Attorney's Office. She added that investigators at the crash site found found traces of suspected drugs, possibly Adderall and cocaine, inside her purse. Well, she should have taken those, and she would have been less drunk. Chambers... (laughs) told investigators that she drank a beer at 9.30 p.m. five hours later before the crash, but nothing else after that. She had one beer before the crash. Hilarious. People are like, yeah, okay. <laughs> I mean, why even Coke make though. that up? Yeah, she didn't say anything about Coke. She's, <laughs> She's like, like, I was coked out of my mind. canceled it out. <laughs> yeah, it canceled it out. I did way too much Coke <laughs> for that one beer. On Wednesday, <laughs> Chambers made her first court appearance on the charge of intoxication manslaughter. She was wheeled inside with her left arm in a sling and her right leg in a cast. Her defense attorney told the court that his client, who broke her leg and clavicle, was not guilty and cited poor road conditions as a case of the accident. The road was so bad, Your Honor, that her <laughs> foot had to be on the gas pedal all the way to the, the, to the ground. The brakes didn't work. <laughs> Terrible road conditions. What a shitty, shitty it's so lawyer. <laughs> it's so bad. Your Honor, as you can see, the road conditions were severely bad <laughs> that every other car was able to avoid crashing into a pole. This one, not. I mean, she's going like 80 miles <laughs> <Yeah>. an hour, too. <laughs> she had to maintain that high of a speed. You see, otherwise she would have 
sunk into the road. It was made of quicksand, <laughs> and she had to skip along it like it was water. Your Honor, I implore you. We are going to get all the evidence to discover uh, in discovery and properly look at, at whether this was a crime or should just be a civil lawsuit, told the defense attorney. But prosecutors fired back that the suggestion at the suggestion that it should be a civil case was insulting for the family to sit in the room and hear that this is a civil case and that this is about money. This is not about money. This is about reportedly a crime being committed and the defendant was driving while intoxicated and killed their loved one. What were you just... I heard a gasp in the other room. What were we looking at? I was The very end of this. Oh, starting with, well, uh, we'll get there. Yeah. She, uh, uh, Thiessen described Chambers as unemployed. How does she have a fucking Porsche? And said her husband is the sole provider. Well, there you go. She lives with <laughs> her husband of six years. Uh, <laughs> we're going to go with Zwan Z. Sounds good to me. All righty. It's Asian. It was a portfolio manager in a $1.5 million home, the Daily Mail reported. Uh, the judge ordered that Chambers be held on a $50,000 bond. Well, to that rich-ass husband, that's like punk change. Barred her from driving unless she gets a job. That's pretty wild. <laughs> is she going to get a job in the time before she is buried <laughs> under the jail? She adds that she must uh, install a landline at her home to show that she is abiding by the conditions. McMullen's parents, brother, sister-in-law attended the hearing holding hands. His grieving mother described her late son as a music lover and doting uncle. Sounds like she was reading the Hinge profile, too. Does anyone know anything <laughs> about this guy? He just loves music? This poor fucking guy? Don't say such moronic I'll just know <laughs> from the beyond from the afterlife that no one gave a shit about me if you're like he likes sports <laughs> as a mother with two adult sons you want them to find happiness in life Lynn McMullins told the Chronicle that seems weird he was he was on a date she's like I hope he would have got she asked the woman at the funeral would you have fucked him <laughs> <laughs> she's like of course <laughs> I didn't belong at Coachella, but th but there we were, she told the paper. Now, what does this mean? McMullen said her son... Oh, here we go, about the music again. Good God, is there anything else about this guy? McMullen said her son loved live music so much that he found time around his two jobs to see shows, adding that she accompanied him to Coachella in California back in 2012. Now, that was when Coachella was... I mean, I don't fucking know. What am I talking about? <laughs> I didn't belong at Coachella, but there we were, she told the paper. McMullen's sister-in-law, Anna McMullen, suggested that he likely would have become friends with the woman had the date not worked out. <laughs> what a fucking... Come, kill me again. <laughs> Just fucking dig my corpse up and shoot it in the face because... What a fucking slight. I would I would want to, as a ghost, slap my sister-in-law for saying that. They probably would have been friends. Oh, would we? I bet friends I fucked her brains out, you stupid bitch. Most of his dates turned into friendship, she said. What a dumb whore. I hate this lady. Fuck you, you stupid bitch. In the, the guy's dead and you're going to shit all over him like that? Golly. Idiot woman. I hate you. <laughs> what a bitch. I mean, that triggered me. That fucking triggered me. I gotta say, folks. <laughs> oh, boy. What a place to end. Thank you for that story. Was that our boy Jefferson Nally? I think I said it was. Yes. Well, if you have a story you'd like to send in, Josh Potter Show. Oh, T-Bone. My bad. Yes. Jefferson Nally was earlier. Thank you to Luke Rutz. Thank you to all the Roach reporters. 
on this fine Wednesday. Show at gmail.com is where you can send in your Roach reportings. Please to be doing so. And other than that, this week, Cinco de Mayo and also the Sace of May. We will be doing shows at Mike Drop Comedy Club in Chandler, Arizona. By we, I mean me, with the great Chase O'Donnell. We're going down together. We plan on partying for Cinco de Mayo. I think I convinced Chase to do mushrooms. That's going to be wild. Not during the show or anything like that, but we're going to have a pretty good time. Let's just put it that way. And we'd love for you to join us. So come on out. Chandler, Arizona, Mike Drop Comedy Club, May 5th and 6th. Beyond that, the following weekend, I'll be with Annie Letterman. She's headlining the Raleigh Improv, and I'm going to go with her because we haven't hung out together one-on-one in quite some time. And it will be a nice bonding trip. So that'll be a good time. She's going to be here next week as well on the program. Uh, But other than that, I'm trying to remember the other dates. June 1st, Poughkeepsie, New York, Laugh It Up Comedy Club. And June 2nd and 3rd, Saratoga Springs at the Comedy Works there in Saratoga Springs, New York. All those tickets are on sale now at J underscore Potter on Twitter, at Josh underscore Potter on Instagram. Buy them up or simply just by Googling. You can find them. But those are the only ones on sale now. We got dates in the fall already accumulating. I'm hoping to get some summer dates as well. So I will let you know immediately. Other than that, Keep liking, rating, reviewing, subscribing, all of the things. I appreciate it a great deal. I love all of the roaches so very much. And I hope I see you next week. Uh, And thank you, by the way, to Rob, to Alex, to Kirsten to my left. Wonderful episode. We'll see you next Wednesday right here on The Josh Potter Show.